Hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with twin brothers, Brandon and Derek Campbell, aka the Kentucky Gentleman, over Zoom video. Brandon and Derek grew up in a small town in Kentucky, and they talked about how they got into music. They started singing in the church and then ended up taking piano lessons around third grade. Brandon ended up sticking with music through elementary school, middle school, and high school. He played the clarinet. Sophomore year, he quit playing band to uh, continue playing football. The band leader wanted him to march in the band during halftime, but also play in the games. And he's like, how is that even possible? But, but obviously, he returned to performing and uh, playing music. Both Brandon and Derek, as twins, went to two completely different states for college. Brandon went to Chicago, Derek went to Indiana, and about halfway through their first year, it wasn't cutting it. Both of them were not happy where they were, so they moved back home and decided to start a band together, wanted to perform and sing and write songs. That's what their passion was. They ended up moving to Nashville, living in a one-bedroom apartment together, and started writing a song a day. We hear about the success of their song, Vibin', working and writing during the pandemic, and all about their new song, which is called Alcohol. You can watch our interview with Brandon and Derek on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this via Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with the Kentucky Gentleman. Hey. Hey, hey what's going on? Hey, good much. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate you both doing this today. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we appreciate you having us. Of course. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you guys and your journey in music and uh, all about the new record. I love the song Alcohol that you just released as well. So we can chat yeah, about you, that. You okay, so who's Brandon? Who's Derek? Just so I'm clear on here. I'm Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I'm Derek. Brandon and Derek, obviously twin brothers. Um, so I want to hear about where were you guys born and raised? Um, we were actually born and raised in a small town called Versailles. Um, anywhere else, people would call it Versailles. But um, okay. Versailles, Kentucky, uh, it's a small town right near the Lexington area. We usually have to say the town beside it so people may know where it is. Sure. Okay. So Lexington, Kentucky-ish. <laughs> well, what was it like growing up there? Uh, we realized that it's actually, you're ca- like casually surrounded by horses and bourbon 24-7. <laughs> sure. Embedded in you. Um, it was a small town. Everybody who went to elementary school together, graduated high school together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So was it like, was there even like multiple school or was it like elementary school through high school is all yeah, in one school? Multiple elementary schools, but only one middle school and high school. school. And yeah. we like, we hit like 12 and all of a sudden we were all together. And that's oh, all. wow. And if you wanted anything different, you had to go to Lexington or the city beside us. So, uh, okay. that's a, yeah, it's a very, very close knit, tight town, very a little hallmarky. Yeah. You, but it, yeah. My dad grew up there. All of him and all his 13 siblings. So everybody, it's very big family. So everybody was like, oh, you look like you're you person. Are you related? I'm like, yes, that's my dad. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So your dad is originally from there. And he's yes. 13 yes. siblings. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And they are all still there. 
Most, Most of them are all are. still there. Maybe one or two have uh, decided to go to some, to another town or whatnot, but mm-hmm. all of them are there. And, you know, we a lot of cousins, a lot of, which means <laughs> yeah. a lot of cousins too. But we don't get all the aunts and uncles mixed up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Was anyone else musical in your household, or I mean, what about your extended family? I guess too. <laughs> the crazy uh, part, not necessarily. I wouldn't say. Um, I mean, we all went to church and sang in church, and our we all grew up playing. And us and our big brother, we played piano growing up, but uh, he never really stuck with it. And it's mainly just us. Mainly. Music we wise. do have like a very distant, what we consider cousin is like early 2000s R&B singer Tweet. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. really? I didn't recognize the name. That's yeah, interesting. She, and so um, other than that, that's that's it. So this is uh, like you. Well, how does uh, how does Tweet relate to the family? Do you have any idea? Um, on our mom's side in her hometown in Western Kentucky, Tweet's family is also there, and oh. so that's kind of like like it's it's definitely down the line of cousins. But sure. uh, they're all they're all there, and we've only we don't ever see her or anything. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't live in that area, but uh, right, she's, she's a distant cousin. That's cool. That is cool. So you guys grew up in the church, singing in the church, and. Uh, Piano, what year or what year? What age were you both when that all started? Um, as far as piano, I guess. Third grade. Third grade. We uh we were always, I think once or twice a week, we were told that now you're taking the school bus to uh to like piano. to this house, yeah. to piano, to so you know, it was something sometimes as a kid you're not looking forward to after a long day at school. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And, uh, that's how that's that's kind of how, how we got it started. started. Yeah, and I did a little band growing up. Like it was okay. a band, so yeah. And only only you did band? Yeah, only I did band. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into 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 the band. To be honest, the the teacher told I wanted to play trumpet and she told me my fingers were too fat and I just quit. I was like, whatever. Wow. That's brutal, really. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, what did you play in the band? I played clarinet and bass clarinet. Oh, really? I I played clarinet for one year in the band as well. And when I was in fifth grade. And the only reason why I chose it is because a kid um, that was a year older than me, we had to go to like the class to see what instrument you want to play. Mm-hmm. And he like put his mouth over the whole mouthpiece and just blew it as hard as he could and made this like obnoxious like duck sound. It was like, yeah. I was like, that is what I want to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I chose it because like it wasn't the flute and it was small enough to where like when I had to take it home, like hide it from people and not let them know oh. I was in band. Like I was like, <laughs> with like sneak and throw it in. Like, are you in band? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh man that is funny um i i know oh, that was another good thing good point of it it was that it was small. small so like my neighbor who i used to walk home from school with he played the trombone but he was a big dude but he played the trombone he had to carry this huge case home we had to walk yes. home and i'm like sucker i got mine in my backpack <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i always saw the people carrying their huge instruments and i'm like thank god i did not have to lug that around yeah wow well how long were you in the band for then um i was there from sixth grade to sophomore year of high school yeah it was, oh, i was god. in there for a while it was, it was a long yeah. why'd you end up uh leaving the band or you just um, got over it or yeah what? i also played like a lot of sports and so the director had an issue that I wasn't in marching band and I was like, I don't want to be in marching band. I play football and he was oh, like, okay. yeah. And so he would like, wanted me to like 
march with them at halftime and i was like i'm playing no i can't do that so i was like bye (laughs) yeah it was yeah they're like okay take all your pads off everything and then put on this uh, this uh different uniform go out and play the halftime put it all back on get back on the field like yeah that's a lot yeah that was a lot so i was like "Mm, i think i'm okay i'm good (laughs) i'll I'll keep playing i'll grab the guitar (laughs) okay and derek what about you would you play i mean Um, were you you just in sports just the sports i uh, okay um honestly after like piano picked up guitar a little bit and then uh, that was that's pretty much it in terms of instruments for me i i wasn't as adventurous and uh and getting a couple more things to play yeah was. well when when did you guys start playing together like when did this i know this venture kind of started later right yes yes um we always grew up like singing together and practicing in the room together but uh we moved to we decided like six months that we we're going to do this together. Six months before we moved to Nashville in 2013. Yes. We, okay. uh, we went to separate colleges, like right after high school. And um, I was in Indiana. He was at, at, in Chicago at school. And we, after a couple of months, close to a year, we were like, Hey, this is not working out for us. Uh, the family kind of got together saying like, uh, you know, what, what do we need to do to make, to make sense, send, send y'all somewhere to make you happy. And uh-huh. uh, we, we were like, you know, we both want to pursue performing and music. Why, why are we not doing it together? Let's just reconvene. And uh, we saved up for six months. And throughout the time, we just kind of started preparing ourselves as the Kentucky gentleman. And that was at 19. Yeah. And so about eight and a half years ago, eight or nine years ago, and we, uh, we picked we, it up and moved into yeah. a, our parents moved us into a one bedroom apartment here. <laughs> and, uh, we switched and, back and forth from the futon in the bed. We took turns for the bed. Oh, wow. Scissors every night to figure out who got the bed. <laughs> That's funny. Are you guys in Nashville still? We yeah. are. We are. Uh, that's where right. I'm south now. On bedrooms. So we're, that's so good. We're doing better. Yeah. You're moving up. What well, where whereabouts in Nashville? Are you in the city? Yeah, yeah, we're that's just in North Nashville, literally probably more in Germantown area. It's like oh yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm way I'm south. Way okay. south. Gotcha. Um but um that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Okay, well, um curious, you guys went to totally different colleges, totally different states. Was that a big difficult thing? I mean, being twins and, and growing up together, and then you're like, all right, well, see you later. Like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how, what it was like. I'm so upset. We, we talked maybe twice yeah. during like the first yeah. like eight months. Yeah. And I really? Like, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, how's Derek? And they're like, call him. And I'm like, no, I can just ask you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but it was more like, I think it was a thing that we like just really needed to grow mm-hmm. as individuals because that was um, something that no one let us be growing up. Uh, yeah. So it didn't yeah. really bother. Every now and then, of course, we like send each other messages, talking crap and stuff. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot, yeah. a whole lot of chatting at all. Um, looking back, like that is kind of weird, but I think it was just something that like needed to just happen. something yeah. that needed to happen. We need to become right. more individuals and become our own person instead of just being the twins. Right. Were you guys always just labeled the twins, like in school and stuff? For the most part, yeah. It yeah. The twins, or we have other older brother, and they say the Campbell brothers. So it was like hard uh, to like have your own identity yeah, yeah. yeah i've actually noticed now that i'm living I've, i'm from california southern california but uh when we moved my family and i moved here uh, a year ago in february so a little over a year ago and there's a lot of twins here like younger twins like yeah, not yeah. like not o- like older people but like 
twin like around it's crazy i yeah, mean like is. in my neighborhood there's like five sets of twins yeah, yeah. it was the same with us we uh met our high school with like um, four sets of twins really who were just a year too younger than us were twins like yeah twins then, are everywhere i think in the class below us like they had triplets yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were wow. like something was in the water in the early 90s <laughs> yeah i was gonna yeah. say because like growing up i think there was two sets of twins and like our whole school maybe uh and no maybe three but it was very rare and here i'm like there's not a whole lot of kids at my bus stop but you know there's two sets of twins at the bus stop for my kids which is like to me like whoa (laughs) (laughs) there's like five families and two of them have twins like yeah Yeah. but anyway so were you in the same classes growing up or did you kind of try to stay not like for one thing because my mom's a therapist and she thinks about these things she's like from the moment we hit kindergarten, they it's like they we wouldn't be in the same class in order because we always distracted each other and like right. and so we wouldn't be dependent on each other and they also were trying to let us be our own people. So up until even up until high school, oh, yeah. we were never in the same classes. Yeah. That's but, probably a good yeah. thing. Do you guys think that that it was a good thing? Honestly, when I look back and we hit high school and we were in some of the same classes. We definitely distracted each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good thing. It was a good thing. Yeah, but, but it was, I think it was a good thing too. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, the, the, there's two the two sets of twins I can think of right now that are at the at the bus stop here. Um, one family does that where they separate their kids. They're like, no, I don't want them in the same class. But then there's another set that's like they need to be together and ev- like, and, and, and the younger the ones that they have to be together. They're they're in kindergarten, I think. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of get stuck or if the school district is like, sorry, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're splitting them up. <laughs> it was crazy like in high school, when we were in classes together, I would just like not take notes because I knew it was like, well, I know he's taking them, so I don't have to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was at home. <laughs> I was always like, why didn't you do anything? He's like, because you're doing it. <laughs> <I'm> That's like, <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, man. Well, OK, so then you end up. Just do you guys decide who like what what did you guys go to school for? Was it two completely different things or yeah, um I went to school for vocal performance and oh, um, okay. minor in dance and fashion marketing. And and I I went to college on a ballet scholarship, actually. Did you really? Um, wow, I did. so you guys are both in performing. Yeah. Arts. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that this isn't that far fetched. Were yeah. you both in dance? Were you doing ballet and stuff for the school? Or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Definitely. Uh, we uh, I guess college it was a choice between um, like ballet and football, what I was gonna pursue, and clearly I veered off of both, and I it was yeah. like, "What's well, actually calling me?" Singing. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. So you, what? Do you finish school or halfway through school or first year of school? You're like, this isn't working out. Let's get back together and try to do something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, about halfway through the first year, we were like, uh. Like, not the happiest here i feel like we could be happier doing other things elsewhere yeah and yeah. uh yeah just kind of school wasn't those schools weren't really like pushing us to be like our best selves mm-hmm. and we uh decided to kind of our best selves were honestly pursuing singing what we've always done together sure. and that just that felt way more right than being so frustrated all the time with with those other worlds that we were in. Right, right. And then you eventually moved to Nashville, like you said, in a one bedroom. And are you writing music together at this point, like songs and everything? Yes, we this uh, the first year we were writing songs before we moved to Nashville. And then the very first year we decided um, that the best way to 
out all of our worst stuff was to write a song every a song or two every single day for the first year that we were in Nashville. Yeah. Wow. So wow. We, we stuck by it. And um, again, I still actually love some of those songs. Yeah. And I really still want to cut some, but you know, there probably might be some of the worst stuff though. So I don't know. I think I just wow though attachment to it. But to write a song every day, that's incredible, or multiple songs a day. Um, and then what do you, so you do this for obviously a year or so, and then what's the first kind of the next step from there? Like you have these songs, but do you meet up with the producer or like do you get a publishing deal? Like what kind of is the next step in the journey? Well, after that year, we, you know, writing so much, you start kind of working out a little bit of what you what you sound like and what you're going for and what you're comfortable with and uh, enjoy the most. And so we kind of took that material and found like minded writers and writers that could push us to be mm-hmm. the to write better versions of what we've already written yeah. and those kind of things. And we started that's when we started kind of mingling with other songwriters and getting in rooms with them. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, getting introduced to producers who could also you know pull that sound together. Okay. And the, was the first song, I'm just looking at Spotify, was the first song you guys put out together called Blame It on Tequila? Uh, yes. We actually, there was a, we originally had like an EP out, um, but it is no longer there because the sound has changed so much that we didn't want people to like. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So you had an EP, now. you guys put an EP out and where were you playing like around town or? Like, oh yes, we were okay. playing a lot around town. And we were traveling mm-hmm. some, playing some festivals, some small town festivals as well. Um, it's, it's when I look back, like I actually really miss like having a full band on like the court steps of some small town yeah, yeah. and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was like the first song that we released where we felt more confident in what our sound would be like. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, since, I mean, that was in 2019 and then words like when the pandemic hits, how does that affect what you guys are up to? Woo. Yeah. The <laughs> pandemic. Woo, yeah. So, um, we kept writing. We wrote a lot through the pandemic. We wrote a lot virtually. And it, it was really hard to write virtually when you're used to, like, pulling off people's energies in the room. But when right. you have, like, four people on a Zoom ride or something, it's like you're going all these different directions. So we just kept writing, trying to crank it out, crank it out, crank it out. And then in the pandemic, we wrote Vibin'. I think right, okay. right, right before the pandemic, like, the pandemic just hit. And it was still people were, like, still seeing each other. And we went to our friends and we wrote Vibin'. And um, then we decided to release it. Yes. And then it just kind of took off. Yeah. When that got some traction, we decided like, hey, let's really own into this um, to this sound that now is super authentic to us. And so at the end of 2020 and early 2021, we um, we all decided we're going to have this group of people. We're all going to make sure, you know, we were healthy. And then we uh, we just had a writing camp and all these new songs we wrote in that writing camp. A year or so ago, and so these are all pandemic songs. Oh, <laughs> we, really? Yeah. yeah. So, Interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the, especially alcohol, because that was that was the theme of the pandemic. <laughs> oh, I think that was the theme for most people, right? Just oh my gosh, look what is yeah. happening with this world, and we're all stuck inside the. And that was one of the essential businesses, which I found was interesting. Yeah. The very, liquor store. Yeah, <laughs> refused to close it. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm well, not you said vibe and kind of took off. Where, where, um, tell me about that. Yeah. So like then at that point, we were just like sending emails, sending the song to ever to anybody and everybody. I know people are probably annoyed by us. And then, <laughs> um, and then so we sent it to National Music Quality. And next thing you know, they forward it and they're like, oh, we love this song. Um, 
showed it to the vice president of CMT, and she loves it, and she wants to talk yeah. to you. She'll email yeah. you, and yeah. five minutes later, we get an email from her, and she's like, hey, we'd love to do a world premiere of your video if you have a video. And so we're like, yeah, we have a video. No one full well, we did we not have a video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, give us three days, and we'll, it's, it's getting edited. <laughs> and then, so we hired someone yeah. at, on a whim to... You know? could only afford three hours worth of filming. Yeah. So we like just went and found this, uh, this I guess this like Airstream trailer and mm-hmm. just recorded the video. Yeah, all the furniture from our house. Furniture and plants, plants all from the house. And just made a video and then sent it to them. And they're like, oh, we love this. It's so yeah. fun. And they're like, yeah. And they gave us a date. Two weeks later, two it was on the 12-pack countdown. Was, oh, like, wow. Months, yeah. Like maybe six months. Yeah. It was and then, um, so then that that, yeah. that kind of opened up a lot of yeah. us being um, doing a lot of events. Yeah, and, like, yeah, it's that's incredible. How wow. funny! Did they know, or did you end up telling them, "Hey, we made this video like right after we talked to you"? <laughs> we, we didn't actually, say we said we did say we only like filmed it in a couple of hours, yeah. but we didn't. We have not. We yeah. have not. This is the first time we're coming clean that. Okay, not behind our heads. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing wow that is really cool i mean what and to to be on cmt and like have all that kind of happening that must have been huge especially you know like as it happened yeah seeing this is seeing the cmt logo with your like like on your picture and on the video was it still feels insane like i can't fathom and i'm like whoa what's happening (laughs) especially like after like the 2020 year like we were like 2021 we were like oh like imagine this is when things happen yeah (laughs) right like everything is just gone different ways than we would ever imagine so after being you know like hustling for so long to get to kind of have those kind of outlets paying attention to you it feels great yeah. What was it like telling your family that, hey, you know, it's working out or it's, yeah. you know, it's paying off yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. I got called and she, my parents were like, are you OK? You sound sad. I'm like, no, this is happy tears. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we're going to be on CMT, our video. And our parents were like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's I so cool. They were like, it's fine. It's, it's starting to be worth it. All, all this help we've been sending you. It's finally, finally worth it. Yeah. It's paying off. Exactly. That's incredible. So you said all these songs are from pretty much the pandemic. Well, yeah. tell me, tell me about alcohol. That's the newest one that you guys just put out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk to me about this one. That is where I say that our uh, 365 days of writing a song came in handy. To, so we, we were able to flip something as, um, you know, a, normal simple country song about alcohol you know we hear those every single day um right. and so we were able to flip and spank it and make it something com- like what we consider completely fresh and like a new approach to it we um i guess in that right i was like i have this really funny like hear me out because everyone was like we're not writing about that but i was like hear me out um, <laughs> <laughs> there's i was like there's like when you're some people like me when your heart gets broke like it's you're being funny nothing's wrong you're like being charismatic but like at the same time you're going out and drinking too much every night like clearly you're clearly you're upset man (laughs) so we uh we decided just kind of like as like like men who just say hey look I'm in denial. I'm just going to be that guy where I'm going to pretend nothing's wrong and I'm just going to have the time of my life, but be super self-destructive at the same time. And so we just decided to kind of take a humorous approach to that and uh, pull from all those different 
emotions and it's got that Motown feel. We first sure. heard that bass mm-hmm. and we were like, that's exactly yeah. how music was. And our most of our inspiration comes from the uh, early like 90s R&B and country. But Motown, clearly all that is influenced by that, too. So we decided to kind of pull from all those all that kind of expression and put it all into one song mm-hmm. and just this overwhelming back and forth. Am I happy? Am I sad? Is it screw you or do I love you? It's just yeah. the whole thing. I don't know. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's how we kind of came across yeah. that. Yeah, I do love your guys' sound because it is. Yeah, it has like an R&B feel to it, but it's also country yeah. as that's well. A- and it's very unique. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, was it, did it take a while to kind of come up with that sound or no? It was more so also the producer we work with is probably the first producer to hit it on the mark a lot quicker than anyone else we've worked with mm-hmm. from like the baseline. Like I was like, there's just something always missing. I feel like from when we record and I was like, I just feel like there should be more of a groove. And we figured out like it just needed more boom and bass and then he just put the bass on there and yeah. i was like and now every song we get the bass on this there and it feels it. more like us like yeah so it didn't it took it didn't take a while with this producer maybe it took like working with him for a year where we finally got like the the right sound yes yeah, right. technically it's like we've always had these same voices and utilized them the same mm-hmm. way it was sure. just how to uh how to wrap the the right music and instruments around them to really bring out that we're just soulful country dudes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, like, uh, but we, we found that, we found that niche now. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you are on the road now or are you going to be on the road? Yes. Yeah. We've been on the road the last few months. We've been in Chicago, Atlanta, New York. Um, next month we are in Wisconsin and Louisville, Nashville and too. Playing Nashville. Yes. Yeah. Where in Nashville are you guys playing? Oh, we're actually playing city winery. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a show presented by CMT. Wow, really cool. It's like Black Opera reviews, like highlighting a lot of the Black country artists around town. And CMT was all about it, and they presented it and sponsored it all. So it was great. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Black tie fair. So I got yeah, it's a black tie fair too. Uh You gotta get some. Gotta get a new suit or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. And uh, congratulations. That's that's huge. That's so huge. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, alcohol just came out, but I'm I'm guessing you have other songs from that writing session, or do you have newer stuff that you've been working on? Like what what what's coming out next? Uh, we're planning on, we've got other stuff from that same period that we were writing, but then we've been yeah. definitely writing some killer stuff we feel yeah. killer yeah. lately. And uh, we're, we're going to try to mix those things in as well, because we've got, we've got so lots of things to say and we've got lots of parties to have. <laughs> so it's, we just got to figure out a balance of what, you know, what we want, what we need the world yeah. to hear right now. But um, we've got, in terms of, I mean, there's so many songs, wow. probably like four or five more songs coming out and just the next months so, wow yeah amazing so this whole year is just going to be filled with all the new music yeah. <laughs> that is awesome well thank you both so much for doing this i really really appreciate it um i have one more quick question i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists and i want to see if i can get an answer from both you brandon and Derek. okay i'm gonna go first okay, you got it you got okay. it <laughs> um, <laughs> all right I, I honestly like stand by just keep showing up and don't quit when other people clearly would. Uh, I think that's exactly why we're where we're at today. There, you just keep showing up and people, some people may act like you're not supposed to be there. 
you are and keep showing up and eventually they'll see why. And if they don't see why, then it was none of their business anyway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just, just keep showing up. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's like, don't go home. Like no matter how many times you hear no, no matter how many, when you hear no, grab a guitar, get back into it. Just don't go home. Don't go home. <laughs> just like to the mental space of I'm not going home. No one, I hear no, I'm not going home. <laughs>